The presenting sponsor of Upmarket is Aereo, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at Aereo.com. That's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Welcome to Upmarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I'm the CEO and a co-founder of Upmarket Media based in Southern California. Mark Corcoran is also a co-founder. He's not here today. I guess he just couldn't bother with this one. But this is another special episode. It's one of our Road to PMRE 2022 episodes. We're excited about it. It's coming up uh, November, what, 8th, 9th, something like that. There's workshops, there's stuff. Everyone, if you're listening to this, if you can get to, to Las Vegas in November, you really should. It's such a great, such a great time, such a great thing to do. It's a great way to help grow, to grow your business. And so we're doing like one episode a month, uh, kind of leading up to uh, the um, to the conference. Um, we're excited about this one, but we also just found out some interesting information. Um, we've actually had on another recently announced speaker uh, at PMRE was actually on our podcast a while ago. So I think it was episode six and it's Sam Benner, who is a realtor and he's gonna be on stage talking about, I think something along the lines of how realtors think, which is gonna be such a great presentation. So if you wanna listen to Sam, you can go back. It's not a PMRE branded episode, uh, but go back and listen to that one because that's gonna be a great tease for what I think Sam is gonna, gonna talk about um, in November. But today we are actually really excited. We have Brannick Wikes who is the CEO of Aereo, which clearly is a giant conflict of interest for this podcast. It's a good thing we're not actually journalists and have very questionable <laughs> ethics. And so, and Brannick, I want you to know that just because Aereo is our presenting sponsor, this show will not be one big ad for Aereo, which is the best place to grow your real estate media business, by the way. And if you're expecting a bunch of softball questions like, Brannick, we love Aereo, Aereo is so amazing. How do you all just be so awesome all the time? Well, you've got another thing coming. That said, Brannick, we love Aereo. Aereo is so amazing. How do you all just be so awesome all the time? Thank you for the kind intro, Reed. Excited to be on here and chatting with you today. I would expect nothing nothing less. I want some hardball <laughs> questions. And, you know, okay, so. then, then forget that question. Let's right. cut right to the okay. hardball questions. So, and it's funny, actually today, we're recording this very end of July, so it's going to come out probably in the next couple of weeks, but there was a thread going on in one of the Facebook groups about the kind of current market conditions for uh, real estate and how is that going to affect um, our businesses, our real estate media photography businesses. Um, yeah. Some, you know, Most people are, are, I think, are thinking that this is going to be something that... Um, uh, is good for us. And then I think there's some people who are thinking it's not going to be good. What is your take? What are you seeing? How is this going to affect us? My take is that generally it's going to be good for most companies. I think especially most established companies. It might be harder for new businesses getting started in the space, but I think if you're an established brand in your market, it's going to be good. And for a couple reasons, as the market hopefully goes back to more normal days on market for how long properties are being sold for, I right. think there's a greater emphasis on actually promoting the property, having professional photography and other marketing services with it. And agents are going to go back to more differentiating based on those services, as opposed to just like snap a couple of photos, get the listing, boom, it's sold. Um, we are crunching some stats right now. We'll have these ready in the fall at the PM Marine Conference. That'll dive more into this for sure. But overall, I'm expecting to be pretty, pretty good time still for, for most businesses. And I think too, it'll get rid of a lot of noise. We've seen the market just be so hot for the last two years. There's a lot mm -hmm. of new companies coming into the space. A lot of people just getting started. A lot of wedding photographers or portrait photographers trying to do it. I think we're going to see a lot more of the bread and butter 
real estate companies doing really well. Mm-hmm. So, so like those of us who have established businesses who are, you know, and I feel like that's our core, you know, hopefully listenership are, are people who have a business is, you know, we haven't really been gearing this towards, you know, beginning photographers in the space, but, you know, I, I, hopefully there's stuff they can glean from this, but so people who are in the process of scaling or, um, you know, thinking about scaling, I mean, is this a time that we should pull back or is this a time that we re- really should like really um, I think this know, is, increase our capacity. I think this is the time to double down, double down for sure. And I think on a couple of fronts, one client retention, really focus on those top clients that you have in each business, the people mm-hmm. that are ordering a ton of services repeatedly. I think locking those businesses up, those agents up for yourselves. And then two, landing and expanding, getting more agents from new brokers, expanding to other brokers. There are so many new agents over the past couple of years. A lot of people are still experimenting with different photographers, trying to figure out what they like, mm-hmm. trying to differentiate and build the brand themselves. And I think this is a great opportunity to be able to work with those new newer agents and others as well that are growing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the conventional wisdom is right. If li- listings are harder to come by, there's fewer listings out there. People have to spend more to to get their name out there because they only have the one. You know, maybe they're getting one listing every three months instead of one every month, and so they're really going to have to, um, ha- you know, th- th- bring out all the all the stops on that. I, it, it's kind of what I think. I, I think we've seen it a little bit already. You know, we have, uh, we've been doing a decent amount of, Oh, it's two weeks later. Can you add a video to this property that hasn't sold yet that we normally wouldn't do yeah. video for? Um, you know, exactly. Uh, I think those other types so, of media, we'll see a lot of more add-ons for videos, floor plans, 3d, even after the initial photo shoot, maybe. Yeah. And, and so, and so as we're, and so you're seeing this from, you know, and so anyone who doesn't know, obviously Aereo is the platform where, you know, you can deliver all your, all, all your services. So we, that's where we upload all our, our photos, our videos, um, the Matterports, you know, every, everything that we do and that's delivered to the client. So you really are able to kind of see uh, on, on your end, I imagine what services that everyone that people are are selling um and 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 brannick with that data seeing all that i mean what is your advice i mean i think this is like this is actually a softball question but like what you know what what services should we as real estate media companies be offering yeah part of it i mean it's in the name of this entire thing here media right we've seen this happening over the last few years of photography companies rebranding themselves as media companies. That's why the formerly PFRE conference is now the PMRE conference. So I think that right. trend, obvious, you know, it may be very obvious to some, but there's still a lot of companies out there that we see that are still very focused on just photography. And I'd say mm-hmm. when I look at historically where we see some of our clients making the most amount of money and growing their businesses the most, it's definitely expanding that kind of service portfolio and adding in those other lines of video, media, um, 3D tours, floor plans, virtual staging, etc. I think that's probably the biggest lever. We have seen some mm-hmm. listing rates and things start to drop down a, a little bit here, um, depending mm-hmm. on the area of the country that you're in. But people are really overcompensating for it by just moving that average dollar amount per order up and up. And mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and you know, Upmarket has like our, our firsthand knowledge of this because, you know, at, at people who follow the podcast know, you know, we, Mark and I merged a, a year and a half ago and we were full service. We had video, we had 3D, we had everything. Mark was just doing photos. So, and and we've seen that. And I think for Mark, when, you know, part of the appeal of coming together was like, oh, I can offer all these other services and I, and I don't have to figure that out on my own or, or, you know, subcontract out stuff. And, and we've seen it, it, it's been, I think, modestly successful where I think he does still have a lot of clients who are just in that photography mindset, but we have been selling more. 
uh, video and 3D to a lot of his clients that wouldn't have done it otherwise. So, I mean, we've we've really seen that, you know, pay off for us. Yeah, it's interesting. One thing we see too, it is often very market dependent on the types of services that are being ordered across the, like, right. the metropolitan area. Um, in some cities, like, boy, video is so popular. Some people are just always ordering videos. They're always adding on 3D. And I think it's often agents just seeing what are the other agents doing? Who, who are those lead mm-hmm. dogs? What are they doing in their marketing? Right. And they're wanting to kind of copy copycat that. Um, yeah. Or oftentimes, I think a good sales point for many media companies is we're going to help you get your next listing. Like, obviously, you're hiring us for this listing here, but let's yeah. give you that five-star experience to help you win that next listing, listing to really get in front of consumers, which I think will be more valuable here going into any downturn yeah, and, on the and, and we, Yeah, and we've talked about it. I mean, that's our pitch. It's like, it's not, it's like, you know, and I go so far as to say, I don't even care if you sell this listing. It's all about, you know, our success metric is if you get another listing. Because, you know, and for yeah. us, that's where we make money. I don't, we don't make any more money when the, when the, uh, current listing sales. It's all about getting that next listing. So, um, you know, that's as we're marketing our companies. And I mean, I, I guess that's one of the things I did want to ask you about is like, how are we expanding? How can we grow? Um, and for us, you know, we're marketing ourselves as these, as realtor marketing, not as real estate marketing, you know, really talking to agents about how, uh, what we bring to the table, how we can grow their business. What are you seeing in terms of like how our companies can market to, to realtors? Yeah. It does vary a bit on your market. You guys are in California, and you know, I think home prices generally skew a little bit higher there. You have a little bit more of the, <laughs> you kind of could say, the you, brand. You could say so. A yeah. little bit. Um, <laughs> and you've got the, I think the agent persona in California is a little bit more agent persona, if you will. Um, yeah, they're, sure. They're very much about their personal brands, which I think is a great opportunity. If you're in one of those markets that is a city like that, yeah. to kind of position yourself as, hey, we're not just helping you photograph this house. We're helping you look like a rock star. And mm-hmm. that's where people are willing to spend the big bucks on and put kind of big packages together for more of that bespoke kind of high-end marketing. Yeah. I guess when we're looking at other markets, if you're in more of a a kind of standard, typical market, I have been seeing more companies that pop up that almost frame themselves more as a marketing agency um, and less as Mm a real estate photography or media company, which is interesting. I don't really have too strong of an opinion one way or another, but I do think there is a lot of spend on marketing just in general by real estate agents, whether they're paying for print mm-hmm. services still or digital ads and some things mm-hmm. we've well, seen that be pretty successful for a lot of companies or combining and partnering with a local marketing agency and kind of mm-hmm. sharing some revenue there. And I think that's a great channel too. We can dive into more of that later on here as well. I've got a few interesting points there to share. Yeah. I, and, and that, and that brings me back to, you know, and I pitched the the episode in the intro of the show, but when I talked to Sam uh, Benner about, you know, from what, what are what do realtors need? I mean, one of the things that he said is that if you could actually offer like social media account management and like actually getting, when you do a video for someone, actually getting it on YouTube, getting it out and, and all the channels, that is a huge service that, that a lot of realtors can't do. I mean, and that's, you know, and it always goes back to the barrier to being a real, you know, the, to, the barrier to entry to being a real estate agent is very low. Right. So it's, it, it's wow. not, um, it, it's not always people who have a ton of extra other skills in there or, you know, or they've just, they're, they've, they've asked half asked it and they just have a listing and they don't know, they just don't have the experience. Um, yeah. To do it, all that it's extra. such an interesting mix with real estate agents because you do have that low barrier to entry. So you definitely have that pocket of agents. Then you also have the agents that are the top agents who are just too busy to have the time to do yes, a lot of that, 100%. Uh, which kind of leads you in this empty divide valley there. We are right. putting a huge emphasis 
over the rest of this year and particularly into next year on sharing that content on all your social channels, automating a lot more of that for the agents themselves, connecting okay. in all of their accounts and just streamlining that process. Um, you know, one of our big pushes so far this year, and I think we'll be rolling it out publicly here in a few months, is our mobile apps as well. I'm not sure if Upmarket has got set up on that. Yeah, we have. We, yeah, we just we just launched our yeah. our mobile app a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic! That is where we've been putting a ton of focus and resources, just because I, I really believe that if you are in the pocket of your customers, if you're just in their pocket and they're mm-hmm. all their media is in their pocket, that's going to be the gateway for connecting to social media. That's going to be the gateway for sharing it more, engaging more with you, ordering more frequently, doing all these other things. And that's why we've kind of put a big emphasis on mobile here. I think we're going to see Mm -hmm. that start to become more and more valuable as we add in those other things to it down the road. I hope so, because we got to pay for it every month. So, you know, it better better pay off. Um, It will. It will. So, so you're, so you're saying um, that uh, for Aria, one of the things you're working on is for agents to be able to, to upload directly to like Instagram, say from, from their Aria like download center or their, their account. Precisely. Directly, direct uploads to social media accounts right from Aria from their account there as soon as they get that content. Obviously we want to make ordering services as easy as possible right on their phone, doing that right on the go. Right. Um, we're we're uh-huh. also rolling out in some markets right now uploading directly to the MLS, which I think will be a really big one. Um, I won't share which markets yet, but we have that working on and mm-hmm. it is just yeah, I don't think I don't think it's region. I don't think it's Ventura, West Ventura County, California, I don't think is one of them. But yeah. Not California <laughs> yet. But you know what we saw so many of these agents were either themselves or their assistants were having to get files from their photographers and media companies. They'd have to download them locally to their computer and then they'd have to re upload everything to the MLS. We make that whole process just one button where you can click a button and boom, the agent can choose those photos. They're going to be on that MLS listing for them. Oh, dude. Which is just I, a like huge our, win for everyone. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our agents will go apeshit for that, I feel like. And not to go back to it, but if then this is a perfect way. Like if you use our file naming hack, which is to put um, the name of your company first, not the address. So it's upmarketmedia.123mainstreet.jpg. Then especially if the agents don't download it to their computer and have a chance to rename it themselves and they go direct from Aereo, then guess what? Everyone said, every time it says a market media, a market media, every one of them all sees it. And then there you go. That's marketing, marketing, marketing. That is a great hack. I have not heard that before. I love that. Well, uh, Brannick, I know you, you sponsor the podcast. You should actually listen to I it. I know. <laughs> I know. I need to listen to more of the episodes. It's funny. We got Matt on our team. Matt is the podcast person actually. So he's usually, listening to everything. Uh, for okay. some reason, I just really love reading through stuff, but uh, you know, we're very happy <laughs> sponsors of it. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So if we're like doing a little more full service marketing or doing, I, I do think that yeah. that is a very interesting avenue to, to think about. I mean, is there anything else that, that you're seeing that people can do to kind of, to buffer in case, in case we are wrong, in case, um, you know, the, this kind of more stagnant market is not going to increase our, you know, our, our revenue. I mean, what else can we be doing to make sure that, that, you know, we, we are going to have sustainable businesses. Yeah. I think there's a few different lenses you can take to it. One is just going to be client retention. Um, can you retain your clients with you? Um, you know, there's not too much you can do to compensate for an overall market downturn if agents just don't have listings across the board, but I don't yeah, see right. that happening major at all. But outside of that, I think the main thing is let's keep everyone's customer bases 
with your right. You want to keep all of your agents with you. You don't mm-hmm. want them going down to cheaper providers or anything if market is right. going down. I think you can start to do that. We've seen some of our businesses start to experiment with subscriptions to their agents, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. We're working mm-hmm. on supporting that natively as well. So we're pretty early on that, though. We're just kind of talking to people, seeing what's working, what's not working. Well, I think yeah, that's what's a really the, interesting th- th- That is interesting. That, that's something that I've thought about so many times over the years, but I've never been able to crack the nut on how that would w- work. I mean, what are you seeing yeah. that's working? I mean, is there is there like a framework that, that you're seeing? Yeah, I think there's a couple. Now, I don't know exactly what is going to work perfectly yet. We're still, I think, in that experiment yeah. phase here and seeing you know what is going to be the best mix. My gut says the best solution there is using it as a retention leverage, less as a way to make money. So mm-hmm. let's say you go for a really low price subscription, like 5 or $10 a month, something that would be very affordable to most agents. And mm-hmm. maybe they'll, with that, get access to a certain product or maybe some stock library of content that you have of neighborhoods or things that just get shown, thrown in on their mm-hmm. jobs that they order. And all that subscription does is, you know, every single time that they are getting a new listing, they are definitely going to you. And if they turn right. on that subscription, then that would be a red flag. Either they're going out of it and they're not going to be a real estate agent anymore, or they're probably going to be working with someone else. And having that level of insight is super interesting, I think, for a media company and really important as you're just trying to understand where's your business today, where's it going tomorrow, how healthy is your customer base, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, then, but is there a scenario where people are doing uh, like 100 bucks or 200 bucks or 500 bucks a month? I mean, are, are you seeing that? I've heard, of, I've heard of one or two groups doing it. Um, I even heard of one group doing a unlimited subscription, a very high priced subscription. I forget the price, but it was quite a right. lot of money every month. And it came with unlimited photo shoots mm-hmm. for you. Um, and, you know, I think it's yet to be seen, you know, how well some of that's going to work. I do think going forward, though, we will see more of a mix. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be a major, major subscriptions. You could definitely have mm-hmm. some higher price things though, especially on the marketing side, you know, maybe you're including monthly market updates or flyers or like mm-hmm. social media posts that yeah, these agents I mean, can what, share. What, what's the added benefit of doing it? You know, what's the, what's the, the pitch to the agent that makes it worth it? I mean, I, and that's kind of where my mind has always gone in that of like, okay, we're going to charge you a thousand dollars a month, but you get, but do you just call us and then we'll be there and we'll do the whole works on every single property. You know, and maybe maybe they're not going to have a listing for three months, but and then maybe they'll come up with four. But either way, we're gonna you know we'll we'll do everything in there. And I mean, in the benefit for the real estate photography company is that it kind of evens out your revenue because one of the things that we always struggle with is the seasonality of the business. Um, and as as we're getting into for for us in our market, the kind of dog days of the summer where August is not usually our yeah. best month, and so you know we're right in that time again. We're like, oh yeah great you know we don't we don't have that many uh much going on yeah the other thing we see to help compensate that is people selling bulk credits to their customers so kind of purchasing up front for a period of months or the right future year we see that often right at the end of the year for agents kind of looking to get some expenses and kind of write it off on the taxes and then work it out over yeah the next year. we i think we talked about kind of offering that up last last december but then we didn't end up doing it where yeah you you know get a thousand dollars in credit for nine hundred dollars kind of thing Exactly. And we're rolling out a feature here shortly. I think in the next few weeks that helps support that um, for people that are doing more of the kind of credit-based, account-based work with people. Um, So yeah, that's one interesting thing we've seen there. Um, You know, I've been seeing a lot more people working directly with marketing departments at brokerages, especially boutique brokerages. I'm very keen Mm -hmm. on the growth of boutique brokerages in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I think historically we saw a lot of these really big brands 
and a lot of teams. And I think it's a lot easier for a high performing team just to be their own brokerage and brand nowadays. There's a lot more software and just legal frameworks for them to do that. And I think that's a great opportunity to really hit it off well with those boutique groups, kind of Mm -hmm. customize the feel and the look and the marketing for them and really have their entire book of business then for your business. Yeah, and and that's one of the things that we're we're really wanting to explore uh, this fall and and next year is uh, trying to come up with like some more like brokerage deals where we can get in there and and really uh, you know have a kind of an overall thing um, with with the agents you know with the brokerage rather than um, doing it just directly through the agents. We have one of those deals in place. Um, and, and, and I think it works pretty well for us. And so I think that if, if we can get more of those, I mean, that, that's definitely something that we, we, we'd love to look at. Yeah. And on the brokerage partnership side, I, I generally see two things. There's a couple types of brokers. One, you've got your kind of big box office brokers. They're always trying to get photographers, local people in to do some sort of deal for their people. Like you're, you're just your really big national offices that, you know, come into our yeah. office, present, like, can we get a deal? You're going to go on our vendor list. That's okay. You know, I think yeah. it's helpful. It's good to show up, show face, do that. The brokers that are more the boutique level, like 50 agents to 200 agents that have mm-hmm. in-house marketing teams that have what I'll say is a high level of control over their agents, mm-hmm. where if they recommend something, their agents are almost yeah. guaranteed to do it. If you can mm-hmm. get in with those brokers where they're saying, yeah. we're going to send all of our photography to this company and this company. Those are the the home run ones that you can build a big business. Yeah, off. and and, um, and that's and the, and that's kind of who we have right now as a, as our brokerage deal. And, and we're not exclusive. It's basically like, hey, look, you know, here's the deal. Here's the here's the negotiated price, and you're one of our vendors. But I know that we're the one that that they're they're always recommending. Exactly, and so, I think you, I think you do it right too. I don't think you need to push for exclusivity. I think you just outperform on service and availability, and making it easy for those agents and you're going to get all the business mm-hmm. anyways. All right. Okay, Brannick. I need a break from this. I think we got to go. We gotta, <laughs> we're we're going to have an ad and it's going to be very interesting. I think, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, but all then right. we're going to do um, our social media sidebar. We're going to come back. We have a lot more Brannick. We're actually going to get into kind of what he's going to be talking about at PMRE in November. And we're going to have action items. And, and I've already forbade Brannick from his action item being get an Aereo account. So um, that's, you know, we're not going to do that. No, it won't be that. All right. We'll be back in just a second. Okay. It's time to talk about Ariel. We do an ad every week and now, but we've got the big dog here. Brannick, I'm just going to let you do the ad because I, you know, (laughs) what else can I say? I might be a little biased for for our audience here, but... You know, obviously we're big fans of our, our own software. Honestly, that's why we built it too. I was a photographer originally. That's how I got into the space. And I wanted to make a piece of software that I would want to use myself and for my own yeah, business. Okay, okay, if okay. I was that's, 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 that's enough. We don't allow too much. You know, great. Aereo is amazing. Let, uh, let's just get to the social media sidebar. Uh, Brannick, uh, this whole uh, this whole show is an ad for Aereo. So, um, but if you are convinced by Brannick here, you want to get that Aereo account, use the code UPMARKET if you're a new customer at checkout and you're going to get 15, Brandon, can we up it? We're always talking about 15 bonus listings. I want to, I want well, it we, to be like 17. Well, let's go 17, 17, 18, 17. Let's, let's okay. 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. Wow. 18 bonus listings, free bonus listings. If you use the code UPMARKET at checkout for all new customers. Thanks, Brannick. Thank you guys. 
All right, our social media sidebar. So our social media for this pod, UpMarketPod on Instagram, Facebook, and we have UpMarketPod.com if you want to check it out. Uh, on our website, you can DM us on those platforms if you want to. If you want to talk to us, uh, you can get on our mailing list on the website. We love hearing from everybody. We love the feedback. We're so excited. Brannick, where? Oh, I forgot to say, rate review. Brannick, have you rated and reviewed the podcast? I think you got to get in there. You got to rate review. You're sponsoring the thing. You want to grow this thing? Rate review. Right. Five stars. We love five star reviews and love you know nice things being written about us. So y- y- when you have a free moment. As soon as you get off, we're done recording the show. I think you should do that. Where are we going to find Brannick Wikes on social media? You can find Ario on Facebook, oh. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my Facebook feed, I'm now just friends with all the photographers. It's kind of funny. Slowly, Facebook over the years has just become a real estate photography Facebook group feed, um, which is pretty fun to see. And, and I noticed that you're always, whenever anyone's bitching about Aereo in uh, the Facebook groups, you're you're in there within in like two minutes and like in the comments, like, hey, DME, you know, do, oh, well, we're working on it, you know, whatever. I mean, is that the best use of your time? I feel like as a CEO, you should be like doing CEO stuff and you're out there like, you know, trolling the Facebook boards. Best place to be is talking to customers. So that's always the best. Use oh, of my time. that's nice. Oh, yeah. Well, you have a point. God damn, that's why that's why Ariel is so good. It does get a little stressful sometimes, but uh, we love the groups, and it's just nice to be able to see customers talk to each other about it too. That's the most fun thing for us. Oftentimes, other customers will beat us in the groups of replying to comments or helping other people. That's just great right. for us to see. Well, but I think that does actually bring up a good point, and like where what we're always talking about on on social media is okay. We got to be posting Instagram. We got to be doing this. But you're actually out there, and and I know your business is a bit different than um, than yeah. a real estate media company's business. But you're you're getting in there and in a granular granular level interacting with the clients on social media. Um, do you think there's a, there's a lesson for our businesses in that? Yeah, our motto is. Always, when we, we're not big fans of the hard sell, um, ironically, with this podcast here. But generally, <laughs> our, our approach is is much more of the soft sell. And I almost never post directly in the groups myself. I always just try to reply to comments that people tag me or people have mm-hmm. questions that I can have an insight on. And we just try to be helpful on things. Even when you look at a lot of our commercials in the past that we've done at the Camry Conference or other places, we've always just tried to be insightful and, and share helpful things. Like if I was a business owner, what would I want to know? Um, and I think right. you can take that same level of insight for agents and either sharing, here's what other agents are doing today. Here's how they're using reels in their own businesses. And agents are mm-hmm. just like photographers in the sense that everyone's their own little business operation. They don't always have a ton right. of insight into what other people in the market are doing. That's a place where you as an owner of a media company or a photography company are an expert. You know exactly what everyone's doing. You can kind of use that mm-hmm. to your advantage, share some knowledge with your agent base, especially if it's helping you upsell things and say, hey, this looks like a great property. I just had a client last week. They added on this real product. I think it should be perfect here. Let's just try it out on this one. Um, let's give you a taste right. of it and show you what it looks like, which I think is perfect. And I think that's a great way to use social media. It's just more natural too of what you'd normally want to do in conversation. No one wants yeah. to get a cold call or a, oh, go, no, go it, you know, sign up. And, and I think taking the tack of like of actually sharing and helping and, and having that, not even having a hard sell or soft sell. Because I mean, look, not everyone is going to use Aereo. It's just never going to happen. And so um, obviously you want to increase that customer base. But I think that if you, I mean, it's almost the same thing we do in this podcast. I mean, we're like, we just want to 
be good people and and help people and like look if you want to paypal me 30 dollars every month you can i'll send you just dm me i'll send you i'll send i'll send you my address because i feel like what we've seen just in doing this over the last like three months or so is it's one i think it's it has helped our business because you know we've we've been able to use a lot of the things that we've talked about and thought about and and, and help and help our business but it's i think it's it's put us in a position to learn from other people, to help other people. And it ultimately, it just makes you feel good. And when it makes you feel good, I think that just helps your business. And I mean, we're not selling anything right now. Maybe we will sell, sell something in the future, but but I think that if we are out here helping people, it does grow our business. Because look, we're, we have a partnership with Aereo. We're making money on this podcast. You know, maybe we, yeah. we might bring on some other sponsors as, as time goes on. And even if we didn't have that, we'd still do the podcast because it's fun and, and, it, and it is fun to help people. So I think if you come at it from that, I think that's a really good, good insight. Exactly. And I remember when we first talked about this podcast and you kind of had the idea like, Hey, we're thinking about this. And you know, for us, I really haven't seen anyone focused on the, the business side of things. That's right. a really interesting side. And I think at the end of the day, I mean, everyone needs to pay their bills. If you can give people helpful insights to how to do that better, how to make more money, how to run a healthier lifestyle in a business as well. That's a great thing. And that's why we were excited to sponsor it and help get off the ground, hopefully and, and spread the word. And you guys have been doing a great job with it. Right. Well, how would you know you don't listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to it. <laughs> no, he has. I know. I the, the, it, here's Brannick. Here's one of the things I really like about you. The list is long, but one of the things is I feel like I can give you crap at all times, and it's uh, and you're a good sport about it. So um, I'm looking. I have a lot of crap to give you in the second half of the show. So come back for that, everybody. We're gonna have a lot of great information. Brannick's gonna drop some knowledge as 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 people are want to say these days i'm excited to hear it see you in a sec brannick wikes you're going to be speaking at pmre in fact i think you're first you are like first up i think i i i think that i think think bethany and christine are going to come out and um introduce you you're going to go first and then you lead into me so i'm really hoping you kind of aren't that great. So that way, whatever I do will seem amazing. Um, and so, but what are you going to be talking about? Yeah, I'm excited. A little nervous kicking things off, but I think it'll be a fun presentation. I'm giving a mini state of the industry where we're going through a ton of market insights and stats. We've got a bunch of different co- categories to cover pretty quickly, but really hopefully giving people a lot of tangible insights about the markets, about local markets too, of, you know, what is a big real estate photography or media company? How do you know, like, relatively, how do you stand against other businesses in your market? We've seen a lot of mergers and acquisitions in the space lately. BHT, Matterport, other companies. How to think about that? Why, why are these things happening? What do we see happening in the future? Um, so we're going to dive in. It's going to be a lot of stats. Very hope, hopefully giving people a lot of tangible takeaways just to give you a better sense of how to think about your own business in the broader market especially if you want to sell mm-hmm. your business one day and how do you kind of evaluate these different options? Okay. Can you tease a stat or two? Um, let's see here. A couple stats off, off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, just a thing, ballpark. One thing that is, I, it's, it's very basic, but you know, we usually in each market kind of break companies into a couple different buckets. Um, you've got your, your solo photographers as our kind of first bucket. Those people are usually doing three to 500 shoots per year 
500 shoots per year if you're a solo photographer is on the upper end of what we see nationally. You're quite busy. You're doing very well. I know some people that are doing 700, 800 plus solo. That's almost unheard of. There's very few people in right. the country that are doing that much business as a solo operator. I think then Brandon see Cooper a lot of, is. He is, exactly. Amazingly. Man, managing conference, running that. He shoots so many properties. It's really just him. I don't yeah. know how he does it. Um, I, yeah. So that's kind of that that first bucket that we see. And this is kind of excluding people that are just getting started or ramped up. Then we have sure. this kind of mid bucket. Um, this is where most businesses are that we see. And they do anywhere from 750 to about 1500 properties, usually right around about 1200 properties per year. You got a few people on the team. Maybe you've got an assistant or an admin. You've got probably a full service portfolio there. Um, and you're usually just in that one market. And right, that sounds, that sounds kind of, like up market. That sounds exactly like up market media. Exactly. I would put you guys perfectly in that bucket. You guys are the perfect example of that. Then as you approach 2,500 annual property shoots or so, that's where things start to get interesting. Usually there's only one or two companies in a certain geographic area that is doing Mm -hmm. that or more in that individual city. And usually after about 3,000 listings or so, that's where most businesses kind of start to flatline and they start to break out to other markets. They're either expanding to cities that are nearby or other states and things. You see very few companies that actually do many, many thousands of listings in an individual market. Usually when you're around the like few thousand listing mark is when you start branching out to those other markets, which, you know, is interesting. I've seen a couple cases where that's not true, but almost always it's very hard. There's only one or two companies that have gotten to like 8,000, 10,000 photo shoots per year in like a single metropolitan area. Um, that's a very mm-hmm. hard thing to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It has to be a big metropolitan area to, ha- to have that many listings. And Yeah. And that's often how we just think about the companies that we talk to. I know a lot of people are always very interested to kind of hear about that because if you get your head down, you're building your business for 10 years. You don't know, am I a big business relatively? Am I yeah. a small business? And hopefully it's some good ballpark numbers for folks on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a lot of analysis. I'll have to check my notes for some of the specific stats on what percentage of your customer base drives you know, X percentage of your revenue. Mm-hmm. And you always hear about like the 80-20 rule and things somewhat follow that, but there's a couple differences too that are interesting. I'm just saying like, how many agents are it that you work with that drive almost all of your revenue in your business? I think that's a really interesting step when you look at it because realistically, you're probably having a lot of work and support for a lot of customers that aren't driving a lot of revenue for your business. Mm-hmm. And it kind of begs the question too, okay, do you want to set a certain floor at a certain point? Do you want to only work with like higher caliber agents that have a lot of shoots? And that's interesting mm-hmm. to see as well. So we're going to dive into some of those stats. Yeah, that's all really interesting. And I think that that's a lot to chew on because I think that speaks to some of the things that 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 we're kind of going through. I mean, and even just on that last that last point of like, oh, do you just want to service those the big clients who do a ton of shoots? And that's and actually, I know a guy in L.A. He farmed off all of his his lower end stuff, and he and he basically sold the business off, just kept his ten best clients, and then is now back to being a solo shooter, just doing those clients. And yeah. making the same amount of money because he doesn't have the overhead of the other ones. Where we're in a position now, where obviously we want to grow that the those you know bread and butter clients who are doing 30, 40 listings a year. Um, but I'm also much more open now that we have a bigger team on shooting for those agents who do one or two listings a year. And you know, for, for a fact, obviously. Often there is a little bit more handholding you have to do in those situations, but we have the staff to do it. And what I'm yeah. what I'm always cognizant of is I want uh, even if we're not making a ton of money from it, I also want to give 
our employees' hours, right? I mean, having people working for you, you need to be just generating all that revenue you can and not even that, but just giving them the work so that they have enough work that they're not going to go and find another job. I mean, that's the way you're kind of keeping your employees. So, um, you know, right now we're in this moment where we're just trying, we just want clients. Like I almost don't care um, if they're, if they're doing video, if they're doing everything else, just photo shoots. We're okay with that to a certain extent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the other important thing to keep in mind there is the kind of look at it historically too. You know, maybe an agent a few years ago is only doing a couple of shoots with you. They're probably one of your top agents now today, hopefully. And I think that's a good right. trend and something to keep out for. Are you working with agents that are moving up? Are they ordering more services over time? You know, maybe just because mm-hmm. they're a bottom customer today doesn't mean that they're going to be bad for your business. They could be one yeah. of your best customers tomorrow. There you go. Excellent, excellent point. You brought up the mergers acquisitions and in in that got me thinking about kind of scaling more broadly and then also those mergers and acquisitions. Because I think one of the things that as we scale, we're thinking about is like, oh, we're going to get bought by another company someday, or we're going to get big enough that we're going to be buying all these other companies and we're going to be VHT or we're going to be whatever. What are what are we thinking about as we're as we're scaling? I mean, how are we how should we set up our businesses? What are the things that we want to think about as we're doing as we're going down this process to, to position ourselves to be in a situation where we can get bought or, or buy someone else? Yeah, it's a great question. It's one I've gotten a lot. I was actually chatting just this week with quite a few people about it as well. Um, and I know in the recent weeks too, with the VHT Matterport acquisition there, it's been on a lot of people's minds. I think the first piece to dive into is how are these companies being valued? Um, and it's going to vary depending on who's buying business. And this is also why it's interesting with the Matterport VHT acquisition. If you think about, I mean, why would Matterport buy VHT? The biggest reason is, is distribution, in my opinion, so that they can sell more Matterports to more agents. And the interesting lines on that is for less of VHT growing as a company in itself. It's more of, hey, we've got a massive base here of photographers and existing relationship with agents. Let's sell into that base. So VHT is selling more from the perspective of scale there. Hey, we've gotten to scale. We've got this network. Let's cross-sell now. Let's cross-sell a new product in. Mm-hmm. And you can see they actually, about a year ago, I believe, they did the initial combination with um, Tour Factory as well. So that was about a year ago. Right. VHT, Tour Factory merged together. That was kind of quiet when they announced that. I think that helped them get to even more scale so they could kind of open up these cross-sell opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right. Virtuance, for those familiar with Virtuance, also went through a similar merger acquisition, I think about a year ago now, where they were acquired by a company. I think they're overseas. I forget their name. But the purpose of it was to cross-sell more marketing services, digital marketing services. And I think what we're seeing here is a lot of people are valuing that relationship that media and photography companies have with their agents. If they're doing that photography, they're there. Can you be selling other things? It's kind of like what we talked about in this first segment of this podcast. And that's what some Mm -hmm. of these big companies are looking at. Can we buy scale there and kind of start to cross sell right. on that? So it's now it's more it's more about our client relationship rather than our like shooting infrastructure potentially. Potentially, yeah, and particularly if you have a product, if you're a company that's trying to sell something that they could cross sell, like Matterport or like a digital right. marketing company, that makes a lot of sense. Now it's interesting. I th- personally think that there's a lot more higher value use cases for photography companies that are going to increasingly come out in the future years here. I really think that photographers are one of the most undervalued parts of the real estate process. Most people, even if you're really deep in real estate, most people don't think too much about the photography companies. I think that's about to change in my opinion. So much of the consumer traffic and the eyeballs and traffic going to Zillow and realtor.com 
is driven by content. And this content is all being generated and powered by these companies. So long term, I think as a whole, our whole industry is going to get a lot more valuable. And I think particularly if you are a business owner that has really strong client retention, you've got good systems in place, you've got a good book of business, and you're very keen on kind of having everything in order there, you're going to be able to take these new opportunities as they come, whether it's cross-selling new products like 3D or digital marketing, or um, working more closely with some of those portals themselves. I think we're going to see Zillow and Realtor.com and Redfin all trying to get their hands into the photography space a lot more in the coming years as well. Hmm. So do you think if they are, where do you fall in on the whole copyright thing? And in terms of like, because I know there's a bee in the bonnet with a ton of, with a ton of photographers, like we should have a class action shoot suit against Zillow because they just steal all the work and they're yeah. growing this billion dollar company on us. I mean, yeah. it, it, do you think that bridge is going to have to be crossed in, in these, with these companies, or is this just going to be something that photographers just bitch about forever and no one ever does anything about? So this topic is, really one of the big reasons that we also got excited to start this company as well, because I do think it's extremely important. I think it is coming to kind of a pinnacle here in the next few years. As a whole across the board, I think the copyright and the historical assets that photography and media companies have is one of the most valuable things on their balance sheet. And most business owners don't think about that, though. You don't think about your historical properties and the values that they have. Let me give a mini example on what I mean by that. Recent laws have been changing this year to now support digital appraisals where if you are an appraiser and you're going out to a property, if there was a floor plan or photos done of that property in the past, under certain market conditions, you can use those historical photos. And you don't even need to go to the property now. You can cut out days or weeks from your process and you can now do it. Now, mm-hmm. who has all those assets? Many of these photographers and different companies do. Cubicasa was acquired by one of the largest AMC appraisal companies in the country for this exact purpose. They now have a library of floor plans that they can use in the appraisal process and streamline it. And they're able to make and streamline and save a lot of money through that. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people talk about the copyright in the groups. I do not think that suing people is the best bet for the industry. I don't think it's a good business plan or direction. And to be honest too, I think you know historically things like even the, the VHT lawsuit against Zillow, you know, I think with the goal of, of suing people there, I, I don't, I, I disagree with that. I don't think that's the right approach. I do think photographers should enforce their copyright more. I think it's extremely valuable, but I think doing so, and I think we've got to get everyone together and do so in a way that we can structurally change it so that photographers can start making money from it and getting paid from it. I don't think the goal is to make money from a lawsuit. The goal is to change how the industry operates and hopefully start compensating photographers for their historical works. Where if you're an appraiser that is going out to a property and upmarket media went out and they photographed that property six months ago and made a floor plan, Maybe you guys can get 20 bucks or, or whatever the dollar amount is and streamline that. That is a really exciting future that I would like to see happen. And I think it put a lot more money in the pocket of photographers, media companies. I think it respects everyone's rights across the board. And it's a much more kind of positive outcome for everyone. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a possible play for Aereo in that space? I mean, you said that's one of the reasons you you, you wanted to start Aereo. I mean, what I, and without giving away your, you know, the goods, I mean, is that something that could be you know, a hundred percent. I mean, we are actively working on that and see how can we facilitate making that happen for photography and media companies everywhere. And a lot of this though, there's a lot of big questions. A lot of people don't know how to value these historical assets. And there's a lot of different ways and use cases that they could be used. We talked about appraisals as one of those. I think that's one great example here. The sooner as an industry, we can get a dollar amount on historical content and also future content 
the better for everyone because then we have a way to like start these conversations and value it and exchange for it. Right now, it's just kind of gross misuse across the industry pretty much. Most content but, is just taken and not paid for. Yeah, but then how, how does the conversation start? Because I, I don't – I mean, are we – should we form a union? I mean, I don't know. You can't form – we don't have employers, so we, we can't form a union. But, I, you know, I guess a coalition. I mean, what yeah. – I, I think it's going to take a – someone to step out there and be the leader and to kind of marshal everyone together to do this. And, and I mean, are you that person, Brannick? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I won't share too much here, but long-term, I would love to be that company for, for real estate photography and media companies. There right. is a lot of questions that need to be figured out, but I would love to be the ones that help bridge that. And I think we can we do it right. I think it's a opportunity to move billions of dollars that are spent in marketing and advertising and insurance and appraisal and move that into the pockets of photography and media companies and kind of change the dynamics here in the whole marketplace. Okay. Interesting. Big, big things on the horizon for sure. Uh, yeah. Is there a tentacle that Aereo is not trying to get into? I mean, I mean, that's good, but what is, so what is like, and cause I actually do all joking aside, I, I do want to talk yeah. a little bit about Aereo. Like what is like the core that you do? I mean, what do you tell people that you are? Like, I know our pitch is like, oh, it's the best place to grow your real estate media business. But what do you, if if you're talking to someone at a cocktail party, who's not in the industry, what do you say? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I like to focus on more of the business operations. Like we are a set of tools that can help you run and operate your business. My hope too, is that eventually area is a way for you to make more money. And we're working on the case studies, the data points to show, Hey, if you're using a system like ours, we can help you make more money from your clients, retain your customers, grow your business too. I think that's the best place to be, just as you often try to position yourself to your customers, I'm sure, of, hey, if you're doing professional photography, you can get bigger listings, you can make more money yourself. It's a win-win. And that's really how we think of ourselves. And when we first mm-hmm. entered the, the space and we kind of looked at all the different companies, at the time, TourBuzz was the biggest. They were the ones that everyone was right. on TourBuzz. They were the big dogs. It was very interesting because we noticed Almost all these companies were built around the idea of a property website or a virtual tour. That was pretty much right. the core thing. Almost all these companies say, hey, we're going to have this software. You're going to upload your photos. We're going to make this property website for you or this virtual tour. We've really tried to take the approach of let's build the business first software there. Yes, virtual mm-hmm. tours, property websites are great. We've got that in there. We check all of those boxes. But I think the more important thing is can we help streamline those business operations instead of the reverse of where you now see a lot of people adding on kind of business operation scheduling and stuff on top of like a, a property website system. And that's where things can right, start right, to right. Uh, get messy. Yeah. Cause I mean, you got to have, I, I mean, and that's the thing is I think a clear vision from the start is like, it, it is, and you know, it's, it plagues so many businesses. You mean, shit, you're just kind of making it up as you go. Right. And like, for and sure. to have, and, and for you all, you guys started it with a clear vision in mind. I feel like, I mean, that's, that's, it, it seems like that's the lore of Aereo is that you saw, you saw this need. You're like, let's all get together. Let's come together. Here's the vision. Let's, let's do it. We did to some extent, you know, there's always twists and turns in any business. We've learned a lot over the years. Uh, we're always improving too. I think that's probably the most important thing that I think our team's done a very good job of, of just quickly iterating. Um, I can't keep up with our own product sometimes on all the stuff that's coming out, which is kind of fun to see. Um, and we're always keeping an eye out for what's that next wave. But if we focus on the right core business, like if we were business owners ourselves running photography companies or media companies, what would we want in these tools? Can we build that? Can we make sure we're knocking it out of the park there? Or can we start building the things that be way too hard for 
a solo photographer to ever offer to their customers, but could we automate that? Could we use some of our scale to help make that possible for everyone? So maybe you're not a VHT, but your software is kicking the butt out of any other national photography software. Um, right. That is an exciting place for us to be. Right. And are, are you planning on, because one of the, one of the things that, that I, we've been thinking about a bit is having a little bit more like kind of CRM uh, capabilities um, that, because I feel like right now, Aereo doesn't have a lot of those features, um, you know, drip email campaigns or I don't know, whatever you people use CM, CRMs yeah. for. Whereas, you know, I, I feel like we're going to have to kind of look outward for that, which is okay. But I'm just wondering if that's something that's on your radar um, and, and if you're going to try to attack that. Yeah, it's a good question on the CRM side. We've got our customer centers. They're pretty basic, just lists of your customer. Um, yeah. We do want to add more features there, give you a little bit more power for communication-wise. But I think we'd rather focus on the integrations with a lot of CRMs out there. When we focus mm-hmm. on features that we want to do, we want to make sure we can kick it out of the park. I think there's a lot on the real estate side specifically that we are in a position to solve ourselves. And if we mm-hmm. can integrate with HubSpot or any of those other CRMs and make it super easy for you guys to use their best-in-class well, marketing or email tools, that's a better future for us and, and everyone, I think. And that's why we have our yeah. app store and other things. Yeah, but are you? But you don't. do you have any CRMs in the app store now? We do not. Um, okay. I know it's been in discussion, and you know, maybe this is Reed's way of putting it on the feature request list here. Um, yeah, so, I don't use that. I don't use the feature request list. I feel like I got the pipeline right to the man, so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna, I want to put that out there. This is why you invited me on the podcast. <laughs> the truth comes out. Now, Brandon Cooper forced me to do it, so I didn't want to, and uh, he he said, "No, <laughs> you got, you got to have Brandon." That is a lie. That is a joke. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. So let's add that to the feature request uh, thing, and that's one of the things about Arrow is if if there if there is something that you 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 think is lacking or you think they could do that there you could enhance the service is you guys have that page where you people just put the stuff out there and and it, when it gets like upvoted or you know people can chime in. I don't even know. People can upvote, comment. We track all of our progress in there. We really do read through everything. There is a lot. There's sometimes hundreds of requests from customers um, on. All different things, but it's really helpful to see from everyone what is most pressing for their businesses. I definitely agree the CRM side of things, especially here as people are more focused on upselling to their client base, retaining those customers, making it easier to communicate with your customers is very important. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely be moving that up on the list. And I think like it, it too, having the kind of the automations, right? That's that's one of the things that that we're excited about. And that's why, you know, as we've recently moved into really pushing the online booking on Aereo uh, more uh, to our clients. And now that we're, we are uh, doing our invoicing through Aereo where, you know, it's auto generating invoices on the orders and people are, you know, having to pay to download. I mean, full automating just those tasks right there are like, oh my God, it saves us so much time. So, so if, if we could, yeah, integrate anything to, to help our automation, I mean, that's, that's a win. I mean, and I, and I think that's, uh, my advice is, you know, go down that road. So to, to the, every product you kind of put out lessens the work that we have to do. I mean, I think is, is where you want to go. A hundred percent. And it's, it's interesting. We talk to so many businesses that are, that often say, Hey, we're in the busy season right now. We're just too busy to implement this. And it's kind of part of the irony though, too. It's like, yeah, you're, you're going to be really busy if you're manually drafting invoices for every order, if you're manually yep. scheduling everything. Um, you just save so much time on that and it lets you focus on the more important things of growing your business working yeah. with your customers um, and all of those other kind of checkboxes. 
Yeah, and and that's the case in point is is I, I'm not shooting anymore, so I have way more time to like do podcasts, <laughs> so um, and grow the business in other ways. All right, Brannick, any anything else that you want to touch on here before uh, we get to our action items? I think we covered a lot of the bases. Very excited to uh, speak at the conference. I think we've got some great topics that we're going to be covering. And if anyone has any areas or stats or things they would like to see, they're definitely welcome to reach out to us. I'm pretty ready, readily available on social media. Right. Um, we just want to make it really helpful for people. It's really just going to be stats and insights and, you know, oh, boy, I would love to know X or Y. Feel free to reach and, out. And, you got, and, and you're gonna, are you going to have the whole team out again this year? We are, I think. Yes. The wow. team keeps growing. So we'll probably have 20 some, <laughs> 20 some people, uh, which wow. might be a little too many, but, uh, uh, I think we'll have, we'll have some of the core team during the actual conference. We'll have everyone at the parties and things. We do some fun dinners with everyone. So it's a good offsite for our team ourselves just to get everyone together on a little vacation. Oh yeah. I mean, and I feel like that was really, you know, and that's where I met you first time was uh, last year at PFRE and Aereo, obviously as they're kind of, they're, they're sponsoring this podcast. They're also kind of the, the showcase sponsor for the, for PMRE. So you cannot escape Aereo there, but it's, it's good because, uh, you know, it's a fun crew, um, you know, and you threw some pretty nice little parties and, you know, hopefully there's going to be some of that this year too. So. It's a great event. If you haven't got your tickets, definitely go get your tickets now. I know. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's. Yeah, I think as of now, we're. This is July 29th, so whenever this comes out, there's going to be less. But I think there's like 102 left or something right now. As as I I think Brandon was talking about that. So I I definitely think that you want to, you know, be a person of action and get one of those tickets. And Brannick is a person of action, and he's going to be first to give out an action item. Oh, put me on the spot. I think my biggest action item is putting online booking on your website. It doesn't matter who you use. It could be anyone, any service. I think just having online booking of some form is such a huge game changer for most business owners that I talk to. And I know there's a lot of apprehension from people too on whether or not they want to go down that route. Often objections that we hear are, I really enjoy talking with my customers and being able to kind of talk them through things on the phone. Or I don't really know if I trust the kind of scheduling side and like drive times and all of that. I think you'll find in most online booking systems, they're going to do a great job on the scheduling and the slotting in. And you can always adjust things after the fact. So I think that's good. And for talking to customers still, just because you're accepting orders online doesn't mean that you can't call your customers after they place an order and talk through them about it or try to upsell them on other things on the shoot or after the shoot. And I really think for especially a lot more of the younger agents, they're often going website to website looking for availability on a calendar and trying to book. And if they can instantly book, and even if it's not fully confirmed at that point, it's just a huge lift for a business. I know Dom over at Dom Does Media, he's all in the, over in the Facebook groups. He's added that this year. And he's actually found that he's made so much more money selling add-ons because most of his agents didn't know he was selling and doing all these services. There was nowhere for them to right. see it. They would just call him and say, hey, I want some photos. They didn't realize that right. he had reels and all these other products and He's been selling a ton of those now. So I, I really think that's a big thing for your business owner. I definitely encourage you to go check out whatever service you want. Just get something on the site. Yeah. And I think, you know, for us, we do, you know, we don't let people choose the time. I mean, I'm kind of a stickler about that. Um, but, you know, yeah. but basically when they do the online ordering, you know, we have it set up that you just, you request a general, like you request midday Wednesday, and then we'll, we'll reach out and confirm your appointment. So you don't have to perfect. dive full. 
yeah, you don't have to dive fully in. I mean, you can really, at least on the service that we use, <laughs> um, you, you know, you, you, you have some kind of granular controls over, 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 over how that, how that goes out. So exactly. I guess I'll roll with an action item and I, I think it's time we've done 11 episodes or so, or 12, I don't know, 13, we, whatever we've done many episodes and I, I'm going to go with I think, the ultimate action item. And, uh, the action item is she get an area account. I'm sorry. I, I, I know that that is, that is ridiculous to say, especially on this episode, but honestly you should. And you know what? It doesn't really have to be area. I know there's uh, you know, HD photo hub. There's, there's, a, lot of great, there's a lot of options there's a lot out of there. Great companies out there. We've gotten to know a lot of the other teams. There's yeah, all around. And, and that's the thing is it, there's never going to be a situation where Aereo has a hundred percent of the market share. So, um, and you want some healthy competition. So, and, and yeah, all joking aside, it, 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 it doesn't have to be Aereo. It can be, you know, whatever HD photo hub full frame. I don't know what up Torbuzz, I guess is still doing it. You could, you could go with them, <laughs> you know, but, but have a, uh, you know, having this platform, to at the very minimum to you know deliver content to your clients to and it, to to have the online booking to have the scheduling to have all the things that a company like Aereo brings to the table it makes you look good to your clients i mean we've had so much feedback about using yeah. Aereo specifically and I, and i know other people i i see it in the groups too it's like oh i swear by she photo hub they're amazing you know the cost all the same all the same stuff i mean we're you know, th- there's yeah, they, plenty of places they, to choose. The team and, over yeah. at HD Photo Hub is great. Super nice guys. They know the industry well. There's a lot of good options out there. I think just picking something. You know, when people ask me, who is your biggest competitor? I think most people would be surprised to hear me say, it is Dropbox or your email. And that is what we see the vast right. majority of photographers out there using. It's yeah. just using their email or Dropbox. And I really think adopting a system yeah. helps you give them more professional. It helps you make more money. It's just a win. Yeah, and that's and that's what I I used to have. I used to just do Dropbox links, and you know that sucked. And you know the Dropbox fills up, and then you you're, you're taken out, and then they're they're the, the agents coming back to you six months later. Oh yeah, that place never sold. Where are the photos? And it's like, well, you don't download them and have the damn folder on your computer. No, they don't. Spoiler alert. So you got to dig them out, and you got to you got to you got to re-upload them. But now you know whatever system you're in, those are just going to be there. And so I, I think it's 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 made our life easier. For sure, it's 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 elevated us with our clients. Um, do it today, and you know what? You could use the code upmarket and you get eighteen free bonus listings. That's right. Thank you for the kind words, Reed, and appreciate you having me on here today. It's been fun yeah, talking Brandon, through everything. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to hanging out in Las Vegas. Um, I think it's going to be super fun, and we'll do some shots after I get off stage because we'll both be done, and we can just like. Yes, we will. We'll we'll do a couple shots there backstage, and it'll be very fun. All right, I'll see you in Vegas soon. All right, perfect. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night twilight shoots. Thank you for everything.